0: They are the wolves, mate. They're not the wanderers. So you know, that's Bolton. <laughs> Welcome to the FPL AU podcast, your one stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and find those FPL gems. So, my name's Luke, and the reason why I was keen to kick off this podcast with my mate Benny is that I got really sick of arguing with him about his wild fantasy picks and his multiple points hits. So, we've put together a simple format to help fantasy managers pick the right differential that could haul points in any given week. And that'll give you the edge to rise up the ranks. So, in today's second preseason episode, we will be previewing the teams we predict to finish 11th to 20th in the Premiership this season. So without further ado, my name is Luke, and my main man with me today is Benny. How are you doing today, mate? You! uh,
1: Excited to be here, Luke, mate, as always. Thanks for the introduction. Follow us on Twitter, guys, so we need to pump up the FPL Australia followers. So if you're on the platform, uh, just type in FPL Australia and you'll see there. You can join our fantasy league and and the code, give us uh, a run for our money, uh, it'd be good to get a little community together in the league. For everyone listening today, I'm going to put a little bit of an explicit warning out. So if you've got children, maybe don't put it on your Google speaker and have it live around the house while you're doing the vacuuming. So we are going to say shit and bugger uh, and it's going to be pub style. So one of the things that I want to do as well is just go over the Maverick pick definition. This is an un- unorthodox differential fantasy style pick. Uh, which some people, uh, namely Luke, don't have the cojones to pick. But if you pick them, they could go off, and you make you an FPL legend. Also, you could end up absolutely tanking and coming to the bottom of the league. So this is the fine line of the Maverick, the way of the Maverick. So
0: we're the right people to to have doing this type of podcast because we're the two extremes of managers. I'm far more conservative on that side. And you're the ultimate maverick where you'll pick the cap- captaincy differential every week. You'll take eight to 12-point hits without even thinking. So that kills me.
1: I'm, I'm a recovering hit addict, mate. I'm trying to do things different this year. Let's um, do it. Yeah, cool, mate. Well, moving into 11th place. And just to let everybody know that's listening, we did have a bit of a debate, didn't we, Luke, about the order of the, the second half of the Premier League? But it's it's in- tough.
0: That, sort of the picks one to... To eleven, there's a set of teams that you you think are, are basically guaranteed to finish in those those positions unless they tank and have injury crises or or really struggle. But there's uh, I think there's reasons why we've picked these
1: teams. Get some grief actually from an Everton fan who was fuming that they were in this, the second half of the table. Yeah, but with Everton, yeah, realistically,
0: there's not too many guys in this squad that I love as outstanding Maverick picks. But one is uh, one that I'm interested in is a cut price midfielder at 5.5 million, Damari Gray, the new signing. he'll He'll have opportunities there. I think potentially Hammers Rodriguez could be moved on. Um, they've also um, Sigurdsson likely won't play any part in this season, so there's going to be opportunities in that midfield. And you've got someone like Calvert Lewin in there who is more and more becoming the ultimate target man. So they're basically saying, just stand in that six yard box and not home anything that gets put in there. So they've, they've made some interesting signings with the likes of Townsend um, and Damari Gray, who are basically just being inducted into this squad to put, balls into the into the middle of that penalty box for Calvert-Lewin to attack so these are the guys that'll be creating chances and at 5.5 million this guy's not a bad pick to start the season he's only in 0.3 percent of teams at the moment and I think he'll get a run of starts they've got good fixtures off the bat Um, he might get a couple of assists early on and if he bags bonus points there's not too many guys in this team that get pick up bonus points so He's he's an option that you could consider as an enabler in your squad, and there's a bit of leeway if he if he flops early on, you can move off that into someone else in a similar price bracket. So you do have options there to get out of jail free.
1: Yeah, I think that's not you, a bad pick? pick. Yeah, I think that's not a bad pick. I think he took penalties in pre season as well, so I think he's an exciting player that will run at defenders and and definitely be in the mix of goals. So. Uh yeah, good pick, mate. I've gone, I've gone a bit outside the box here, mate, and that's a bit unusual for me, isn't it? I thought you might have gone Andros Townsend. Nah, nah, nah. I think you can't look past this bloke. He's in the defence. He's priced at five million. Um King. and it. Nah. I'll give you another guess.
0: You can't pick Coleman.
1: I have. I've gone with Coleman.
0: Oh, Sheamus. I can't. How can you rely on him? Okay, before you give me your reasons. I'll just yep. ask you the big question I've got is how can he put together a run of games? He has a long history of niggling injuries that, that often keep popping up. Can you, can you rely on him in that regard?
1: And this is why he's, gonna not, he's a maverick pick, mate. He's not going to be in everyone's team. But for me, when he's going forward and he's still got that energy as an old, older player, um, he's consistent. He's going to put more crosses in for the likes of Calvert-Lewin. Um, and with Townsend in front, he's a type of player where you just all you have to do for an assist in fantasy football is pass it to the likes of Townsend, and he can just easily dribble and shoot. And for that reason, I think he's going to get way more assists. I think Everton, for the eleventh in the in the table, are going to get a lot of clean sheets, um, and I feel like as a result, he could be open to them bonus points. So yeah, that's my argument for Seamus.
0: Well, early on he'll he'll be fit to start the season. He only played about around about half the season last year. Uh, I think he was unlucky not to get more assists than he did. I think he only finished on on three, but he had so many more opportunities and he hit the post a couple of times. So he's probably underperformed yeah. in the in the goal scored category. So potentially you could be onto something there. And he's something he's a pick that no one will have in their squad to start the season. Everyone will probably add on the extra point 0.5, five for find that point five for Luca Dean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's an intro that's definitely a Maverick pick, my friend.
1: <laughs> that's what we're about, mate.
0: Love it. Good stuff. Who have we got in twelfth spot? We have Brighton. The Seagulls. Yeah, I'd I'd like you to go first in this category in case you've you've landed on my differential. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because we haven't spoken about this, have we, mate? So, uh we're on the fly here. Pun, No pun intended with the Seagulls. I, <laughs> I, I bet you, I'm, I'm, I think you'll pick my guy here. This was a tough one, but looking at this team, yeah, it, I sound like I'm going to be a bit boring, but I've gone for Veltman, 4.5. Tell us why. Reason is, yeah. I think um, because of the start of the season, he, he ended quite well and, he, and he's versatile. So again, if you're trying to fill your team with somebody that you've spent all your money on in the midfield to with your Salas and, and whoever else is in there, Velman at four point five, he can play in a back three, which Brighton do. And then also he's very comfortable at right back. So right back, if he does play right back, he could get in the assists and he could be looking to to, to play balls into the to the likes of um Trossard, more pay if he starts. So mm-hmm. for that reason, I think Brighton being in twelfth, I think they're solid. They don't, they're not going to score heaps of goals, but they're going to get clean sheets. So it's very similar pick to Coleman in the sense that he's going to be yeah. that player that you can put in for the start of the season and get a return. So for that reason, yeah, he's my mm-hmm. maverick. Potter has them
0: playing in a really good system. They'll, they're, they're well organised. I think the loss of of White to Arsenal is going to be a, a big factor because he was an out. He was. By far and away, their their best defensive player last season, so they will lose a lot there. But fundamentally, their system doesn't allow um, many many shots conceded um, or big chances uh, across that ninety minute period. So defensively, they're well set up and they'll do well. And Veltman, um, with Lamptey out, he, he's he's locked and loaded on that on that right right uh, right back spot. So he'll have plenty of attacking opportunity. He showed it last season. When when Lamptey was out as well, so it's more likely that he'll start on that right back roll. So you could get some attacking returns there. Their first three fixtures are ridiculous. They're um, mm. sorry in their first four fixtures they're facing Burnley, Watford, and Brent Brentford. So there's definitely an opportunity for clean sheets and and potentially some attacking returns for Veltman. So I can't knock that. Um, originally, I had um, penciled in loosely well back into my squad because. I had um, I was targeting those those fixtures to start, um, mm-hmm. so Burnley, Watford, and Brentford in the first four. I was I was thinking Welbeck could get off to a flyer there, but unfortunately, he's reminded me why you don't pick him, and that's because he's already injured in pre-season. So I've had to fall back on my secondary pick, which is Pascal Gross, and I think you've got a bit of an affinity for him as well. Um, <laughs> he, he's He's one of their most creative players and he's only six mil. So he's in a good price bracket where you can um, switch out of him if you need to. I don't think Brighton are the best team for Maverick picks because especially with the their system, the way they're set up, they're not going to win games 3-1, 4-1. One, one. It'll be those kind of games where you grind it out, but um, Gross will be on penalties um, and he's just one of their creative players. So he's likely to, to get more assists than goals. So that's, mm. that's why I picked him. He could be that type of player that'll just tick over for points. But in the six million price packet, realistically, I'd, I'd probably go for Harrison at Leeds, even with their tougher start, because Gross, he's not 100% nailed, but he's a he's a decent maverick pick for a side that has a good early set of fixtures.
1: And I, and I have to agree there, mate. And the only thing I'd say there is that as, as we go... Down the table, well, not likely. You're not going to spend anything above six million in these mm. teams, because if you go to six million, you're going to get players like Harrison. You're going to get players like Deere for six point five. My yep. question was going to be, well, why don't you just go six point five to Trossard? But then, in mm. that six point five category, there's some absolute ballers that could have a way exactly. better time of it. So, mm. yeah, I think this is going to be a running theme for everyone listening. The, the Mavericks picks here are going to be the going to ones that fill, fill up your team, right? Yeah, so these are the it. teams that you're
0: picking cheaper players, enablers in your squad who aren't just, who have an opportunity to get you more than the two pointer. So some people might have these roles just filled with players that will likely just tick over with two pointers, or they might come off the bench and give you a two pointer. But we're trying to give you these type of players that'll be a bit of a differential. But they might pop up for a goal and assist every second or third game. And if you're playing them, and if they're in their starting eleven, that could be the the perfect differential to keep to get you bumped up the leagues. Because a lot of the the common players in lineups now will be highly owned early in the season. Your likes of Salah, Bruno, you know these players that are in 30, 40 percent of teams already. It's outrageous. So the these are the picks that are the the huge differentials that'll get you kickstart you up your
1: leagues. This isn't your bacon and egg roll, your first breakfast, mate. This is your third, your third breakfast of the day. <laughs> <laughs> jam donut, jam donut,
0: exactly. Not that I'd eat one of those. I'm an athlete, my friend. So, for pick, um, for spot number 13 in to finish in the premiership, we've got Wolverhampton Wolves,
1: Wolver- so- Wolver- Wolverhampton Wolves. I think that's 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 an interesting way. <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers, my friend, but we can keep with Wonderha- Wolverhampton Wolves if you like. They are the wolves, mate. They're not the wanderers.
0: No, <laughs> that's Bolton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, Wolverhampton Wolves. Um, let's get into it. Let's you because because hey, the, the, your pack. So you can you can go first. They're not the wanderers. They are the wanderers.
0: Click on any player and look at the top left of their <laughs> their thing. You're a dreamer.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on anyway. Wolverhunter and wolves.
0: <sighs> Google it.
1: What are you what are you on? It's great. It's
0: Bull Hunter and Wanderers. What are you on? <laughs> Google Wolverhampton Wolves. You're tripping, mate. They're one of my teams. I
1: follow them. Anyway, Wolves. We we can uh, discuss oh, later. So they are shortened to Wolves. I've never heard them called the Wanderers. Yeah, Wolverhampton Wanderers, mate. So they just shortened
0: Wolverhampton to Wolves. Like I've ever been to. Eng- I've never been to England, so you can't knock me there. I'm an Aussie.
1: That's it, mate. I, look, I'm here to help. Yeah, right. Wanderers. You're here to help me with fantasy football, so that's what we're here to to listen to you about so who who stole his name Bolton or or Wolverhampton who was Wanderers first yeah that would be an interesting one to hear because I don't actually know any Wolves fans and I would go with Wolves Wolves being around longer but yeah
0: there you go that is a fascinating one good learning all right Benny so in 13th place we have picked the Wolverhampton Wanderers
1: the Wolves all Who have you got as your Maverick pick? This is very tough because there isn't that much value. Would you agree with saying Wolves are actually overpriced if you look at their squad?
0: I think the way they've been priced is consistent with the perception of where they're going to finish, but there's so much uncertainty. New manager, um, I think they've got a potentially new style of playing this season. Um, Defensively, they've had issues with ongoing injuries to key players, so and and attacking, I, I don't even know if they're going to set up with with Jimenez up top or if they'll partner Jimenez with Silva. So there's just so much uncertainty. Um, Neto's been uh, out with his his long term injury, so yeah, it's going to be tough for Wolves. I, I think they'll struggle this season, and I think thirteenth might be. You know, if if Jimenez has a twenty goal season,
1: they'll they'll do it, but I think they'll struggle this season. I totally agree, and and again, if you're looking at this, the the more expensive players in their squad, Treore's the only one that excites me with Neto being out, and he's at six. Mm. So my actual pick for Wolves is. Fabio Silva and I feel like that's a okay. bit soft because he is at six and in the striker category if you actually look on the on the um pricings and transfers there isn't many decent strikers at six Yep. and if you are looking to fill that spot with somebody who probably is going to get given a run this year because he's very talented you can see mm-hmm. um late into last season once he got that first goal, he started to look really threatening. You know, I think he's only 18, 19 years old. He gets on the ball. He's tricky. He shoots. He's everything that we kind of want in fantasy football in the sense that he's a greedy fucker. So that means he's, he's going to shoot um, and he's going to get himself in positions to score. So with him and Jimenez leading the line with him, is he going to learn a lot? Is he going to improve? Improve? I think so. So for me, yeah, it has to be the maverick of Fabio cool. Silva.
0: Okay, I've definitely got a couple of points um, to counter with that. And the first one being that, to, to his credit, he started off um, a little bit, he, he was lacking confidence. You could see when he was out there, him and his lead was leading the line. There's a couple of reasons why uh, Fabio Silva had, um, had issues adjusting to the Premier League. So he's a young guy, he's put under was put under a hell of a lot of pressure to lead the line for a team that that potentially overperformed the season before. So Jimenez was at ruled out for the season. This guy came in, young guy, um, struggled with the physicality of the Premier League, but he scored uh, four goals towards the back end of the season. And once he broke that duck of goals and and started getting more settled in the team, he did look like a talent and he caused a lot of problems for defences and you said it, he, he, he's one of those guys. He's an instinctual striker that will just shoot on sight as soon as he's given the opportunity. So I think he will turn into a, a good player. And But this comes into to my second point around this, is when you look at a player like this, he's 6 million. Think of the value of defenders you can get in that 5.5 or 6, 6 mm-hmm. bracket. And, and the, the decision you need to make is, do I want a 6 million striker or should I play with four at the back and have another 5.5 or 6 million defender there that I can more put more reliability on in terms of um, bringing in points week to week? So that's kind of how I think about those kind of decisions. But you're right, he's the perfect maverick pick for a Wolves team that are set up in a more attacking style this season. So there could be a lot more goals in them. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's a, a decent assessment mate. My Maverick pick is someone who burnt me last year and it is Nelson Smedo. So, oh. he really he really um destroyed me last season cuz I stuck with him, I saw some potential and I thought Wolves would would be set up in that, you know, that wing-back system they play was so attacking for the likes of, of Doherty when um uh Doherty when that when they had that huge run the season before so I backed Samedo to continue that but he just had no attacking threat um, however in preseason, he's been showing some form um, they've been playing far more attacking football so they've been less cautious in defence so I think clean sheets could be something that maybe they don't bank as many of as what you'd expect but mm. attacking return wise for 5 million this guy's in not even in 2% of teams Cimado, Um with a decent set of fixtures from week four to week eight, nine, there could be some clean sheets and attacking returns. And they've got Leicester and Tottenham to open the season. And realistically, like any of those games could end nil-nil. I I think there's potential that those games will be a bit of a battle. And then I I expect them to get potentially battered by Man United in game week three, but then from four to seven, They've got Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle. So kind of that's the period where you want to shift some potential um, players onto these Wolves players, the likes of Semedo, Silva, Jimenez, because you'll get returns.
1: I think, yeah, that's that's probably the best of the best out of the Wolves team. To be fair, in terms of Mavericks, because I'm, I'm interested
0: in him just at that price point of five million. Most people are going to have um, a lot of funds in their defence around that five point five six million, but if you had um, a five million type defender in there with, with Cimado on that run. It means you can upgrade elsewhere. So you might need that, um, 0.5 to go from, from a, a 7.5 forward up to the likes of Bamford. So there's opportunities there to, to utilize those funds and maximize points. So that's kind of the decision making I'm thinking in my head. Okay. Team number 14, we've got Newcastle. Um, we're both thinking they'll, they'll have a stronger season than last season. Um, tell us why. Who's the Maverick pick, Benny?
1: How are the tune. Um I've actually got a bit of a, <laughs> a soft spot for Newcastle because I studied there. Um, amazing city. Amazing fans as well. So I think with the fans coming back to the St. James's Park, it's going to give them like maybe 10 points. So, yeah, with with the Maverick, I've gone with Almeron. Wow. Okay. Not what I expected from you. I mean, that's what I'm about though, isn't it, mate? Shock and awe. Talk to me. Talk to me. I would never have picked him. Why, why have you gone Amron? I think he's really matured in the Premier League now. Um, and he's, as a midfielder, he's going to be played in the three, whether that's 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1, 3-4-3. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be, again, bursting into the box, trying to get onto the good work that St. Maximum and, and Wilson create once they get the ball, because they're going to move Newcastle forward. And then also, he's going to be threading the ball through into the strikers who are going to score. And ultimately, that's what we want from a fantasy football asset is opportunity to score points. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if it because of his pace and with them playing at home, the fans absolutely love him. Like I have a couple of friends who are Newcastle fans and they love his energy. They love his enthusiasm. Um, and he's a bit like Werner. He's just missing that jigsaw he's just missing that um piece of the puzzle um where he can start scoring and, and improve so yeah for me and for that reason at five point five on.
0: yeah nice he is uh, i don't i haven't seen any teams kind of picking him i think he's he's shrewd he's uh he's at a price point that's that's interesting um five point five is definitely an enabler in in your team so Okay, I'll, I'll I'll trust your gut on that because he definitely wasn't on my radar. I've I've gone with someone else in that in that price bracket in the in the Newcastle midfield, and that's my old buddy Ryan Fraser. He is he's a pacey kind of guy. Um, he's he's struck up that partnership with Wilson a couple of seasons ago at Bournemouth, where they just tore it up. So I'm looking for that to reestablish itself. I think he's fit again. Um, that is, if, if Wilson had a knock and missed the last pre-season game, so hopefully he's he's fit to start the season and that was just precautionary because I think if you've got those two working in tandem again, there could be goals. And Newcastle are, are the type of team that will have to absorb pressure in a lot of games because they likely won't keep um, keep high, um, high rates of possession in games. So that's why these kind of players, your St Maximum, your Fraser, Wilson, they're very fast. Um, they'll, they'll, they're suited to playing on the break. So if Fraser can get in, involved again um, and replicate the type of season he had at, um, at Bournemouth, um, that, uh, three seasons ago now, I think it was when they were together at Bournemouth, um, Fraser had something around about that seven seven goals, uh, 14, 15 assist marks. So it was just huge. You had Fraser causing problems and Wilson converting the goals so um, he had around about 180 fantasy points that season so I think now he's back to fitness he's shown some signs of getting back to that form in preseason. he's one that's really caught my eye as an under the radar pick and he's only would you believe me if I said he's only in 0.2 percent of teams so far
1: wow yeah I I probably would because we have a we have a short memory in fantasy football and I feel like you, you forget that he did so well for Bournemouth and, and racked that many points up, but last year he was kind of non-existent. He was having a few issues. Lovely. Yeah, so it definitely is under the radar. Um, he's, he's
0: he's fit. He he went over to the Euros with Scotland.
1: Uh, they were knocked out early, so he's
0: he's back. He's had a um, a full pre-season training. So if he's fit and raring to go, he could be someone that that could really start with a bang. And, and they've got some interesting fixtures to start. West Ham, Aston Villa, Southampton in their first three. So they could be tricky. But, I mean, Aston Villa haven't looked so strong at the back at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. West Ham, again, they're kind of a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, and Southampton, they're, they're kind of in all sorts at the moment. So if Newcastle want to have a strong season, they're going to have to do something in those first three games. So if you're going to back a differential, it's it's time to go with them early. And there'll be a true differential because no one's looking at Newcastle at the moment.
1: No, and I actually think the more that we talk about this out loud, Newcastle are a viable option because they've got a lot of home games. We've already mentioned yeah. that they're going to do better at home. And their run of fixtures is great up until around the 7th, 8th, ninth fixtures. So, Yeah. yeah. Decent. It's
0: it's a team I've seriously been looking at for uh, my differential pick because it doesn't matter who the opposition is, they're a chance at getting a goal. And, and we know the players that will be involved in in their attacking play. So you've got a couple of good players in there and, and the likes of the ones we've just mentioned today, um, get on them early if you want to have a crack.
1: Yeah, the prices could go up as well. True, because
0: people will get on those bandwagons. The cheap cheap players are so crucial early because everyone wants to get those cheap enablers in um, and build squad value. So good call, Benny. Fifteenth, Burnley. Fifteen, we have Burnley. I I think they're going to struggle this year. You?
1: I agree. Yeah, I think Sean Dyche will keep them just above the relegation mix. They might be in it for a little while. They'll pop in and out, but um, again, his four four two, his English style, the players, the core they'll just manage to keep keep out of uh, trouble and only just. it will be really tied down there at the bottom.
0: Who's your pick, my friend?
1: God, this was tough. Again, um, as we're going down the table, we're really looking at the value players. Um, I think the highest-priced player is McNeil at six, and he's mm. no-, no one that I'm going to have in my team at any point. So I've gone with it's, Brownhill.
0: It's, uh, interesting pick. He was second on my on my list. Tell me why.
1: 4.5, smart, probably one of the more technical players in Burnley's setup. I feel like with him sort of being out on the wing, he could be crossing the balls into wood. um, He could be getting the balls into the likes of Barnes and Vidra. um, And we know that a lot of the time Burnley don't play neat and tidy football. They're all about speculating and putting balls into the box. Bursting forward and playing the ball into Wood, who um, is a, a brilliant finisher. And, and I think with his added set-piece ability, which I think he does take a lot of them, yeah, he's my pick, mate.
0: He's, he's not starting for you, is he? Have you got him on your bench? Nah, he's, he's, he's nowhere to be seen. But
1: I was thinking yeah. about it. So so he's a reliable um, bench player? Is that what, what you're saying? Yeah, I think for the money. If you can't find anyone to... Um, Fill your team up i think he i think he looked at like 80 points last year yeah he was yeah. ballpark 70 80 so it,
0: you can rely on him for a, well last season he was a he was a two pointer he'll he'll start all the games um but he only recorded one assist from memory so that was going to be my question to you is is what's going to change um is he worthy of any attacking returns or you're just not thinking about that you've just got a reliable starter who'll come on and guarantee you you know he'll he'll get that um two points for you um but will he pop up is there an opportunity for him to score more points if you need him off your bench
1: well yeah look he can can, i think he does take free kicks um and he can only mature after playing one season in the premier league um Mm -hmm. so i feel like the only way is up with him and for a 4.5 midfielder, if you can get above 85 points... Yeah.
0: You, you can't go wrong with that type of a player. Um, there's not too many 4.5 midfielders or, or those type of players that you can just throw on your bench and have come on when you need them. And potentially having someone like Brownhill can give you a little bit more confidence to go for someone a little bit more risky. I don't know, maybe they'll, you have Cancelo in your back line and you've got this guy to come on uh, if you're playing... Um, Cancelo in a four-man back line and you need a, a bench player, or, or even mate, if you've got Jota who gets benched for the occasional game in midfield, at least you've got someone to come on and give you two points rather than a than zero off the bench. So I can't I can't knock you there, and he has showed some form in pre-season. He's 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 I think he's popped up for a goal and and a couple of assists as well in in the last couple of pre-season games. So he's a key part of what what Burnley what Burnley do. So he'll. He'll be in amongst it. I think he'll get more than one assist this year, for sure.
1: And I think, yeah, I one thing, that to point thing. Out, Yeah, you like it. I think one of the things to point yeah. out with with the Mavericks, mate, is the timing of when when you're True. gonna bring these players in. Because if Burnley have a, a string of three or four good fixtures in a row and Brown mm. Hill's playing well, that's where you're gonna get the differential in your your fantasy leagues. That's where you're gonna get the climb. Yeah.
0: Well, he could enable
1: you to spread
0: funds elsewhere as well if you want to bulk bulk up your front line or, or go for a, a more expensive midfielder he's the type of guy that you can just plug in and get two points but you might get the double figure returns from from where you've invested the rest of that money so that's another way of looking at it too so my, my pick's an interesting one and I don't think many people will go for this one as well but I'm looking at Jay Rodriguez he's Ooh. um yeah he, he's he's a player who's had a serious knee injury a couple of seasons ago um, and then he's actually a Burnley junior and he he, he was loaned out um, a couple of times, but he really established himself um, in a run of games for Southampton when he was scoring, scoring regularly. And then um, he had that, um, he just didn't recover fully from that knee injury. Um, he did some time, did a season with West Brom from memory, uh, but he just sat on the bench and then uh, Burnley bought him back. So I think he's finally um, established himself as a, as a player who's looking to get a starting role here, because Burnley traditionally play with those two forwards. So Chris Wood is locked and loaded there, but he's come back late from, um, from the Olympics with New Zealand. So I don't think he started training yet. Um, and right. Jay Rodriguez, he started off strongly in, in pre-season. He's, he's been knocking in goals. So they're looking to someone for, for that starting striker spot. And I think Jay Rodriguez is the front runner at the moment. Um, he's competing with, with Barnes and Vidra. So there's three of them for two spots to start the season. I don't think Wood, Chris Wood will be 100% fit to start that first game. So I think Jay Rodriguez is actually the front runner despite um, Vidra having a good run last season um, and, and Barnes coming back to fitness because he had um, actually Barnes had some some fitness issues last season where he didn't play a lot of the, lot of the games last year so i think jay rodriguez is the fittest um he's playing with confidence again so i think he'll get some goals this year
1: no i think that's a really good pick and i think rodriguez can play wide as well so yeah um you know he's gonna get played this season and the fact that wood's missing yeah Mm. love it great pick
0: okay benny that brings us to the finishing position number 16 crystal palace had a bit of a squad revamp over the summer a lot of people leaving some new signings coming in what are you thinking from Crystal Palace? Have you have you thought about
1: a maverick pick for them because they do have a tough run of fixtures to start the season? Yeah, these guys are in absolute struggle street. I think after they lost Townsend, who was probably one of their more consistent performers. Like you look at mm-hmm. them and who who have they got going forward? Because you've got Zaha, who we know knows generational talent. Yeah, Eze was their shining star. He's injured. Yeah.
0: It's such a shame that he had that serious um, he did his Achilles, so he's gone for the season. That's such a shame because he was he was such a spark for them. He was a really good player to watch as well. Um, Crystal Palace had, you know, the likes of him, Zaha, um, Jordan Ayu, and Benteki showing some form. So had a lot of speed and and just those players you love to watch. I, I didn't mind watching Palace at times last season, but I can't stand it when when Zaha goes into those zones where he just, you know, it's like, I don't give a fuck about this. Like, this is all about me and he's got attitude. they just, I don't
1: like that. But nevertheless,
0: who's your Maverick pick?
1: Well, he's a greedy fucker that just doesn't shoot. He just fucks about with it on the wing. So as a fantasy asset, yeah, Zaha, I'm not about him. But my pick, and I'm sorry if I've stolen yours, it's... Uh, Did you go my mente- t- Nah, I got Mateta. T- oh, right. He's the other forward off the... Is he going to get a start? Yeah, he's the other fuckhead. Um... Really I start? think he, he could do. You never know because this new manager, Vieira, mm. he might want to play two big lads at the top. Um, and let's be honest, Benteke is not the type of player that you build a forward line over. Yeah, and he's a bit more mobile than Benteke. So
0: well, I, I think I my interpretation of, of Palace was that they will play a standard four three three. So Benteke would be flanked by. Ayu and Zaha, um, yeah, but, but you are picking this guy. If they start with two up top, is that what you are saying? So Pierre yeah. Pierre
1: switches to a two, a two up top. He'll be the one to play centrally with Benteke. Potent- and again, I, d- I just don't know. If, how could you be convinced of Benteke? Well, he he was on fire towards the last the end of last season. He did really well. Um, I
0: can't mm-hmm. you can't knock the fact that he was he was scoring goals. He, he, he do you realize that he finished on ten goals last season? No way. Yeah, he bagged ten. He had a run of games um, that last third of the season. He was so dangerous, um, and he was the the central central part of what um, Palace were were doing. He, he he ended on ten goals. Like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen that. I think he got one to start the season or something like that. Um, after the first ten ten games or so, it was ridiculous. But once he broke that duck, uh, he kept ticking along. So that's why I thought you would have you would have picked him as your Maverick pick because. He's not on too many people's radars, but it looked like he
1: got some confidence and some form back. Well, to be fair, when now you mention it, the only other person I was looking at was Mitchell at four point five. Yeah,
0: definitely, I love him. He's uh, the fact that he's got the same last name as me. Um, I, I have to back the guy, and he was he was an attacking force for them. He, he's he's the one I've picked as my Maverick pick. Um, he, he's the one where they've given him far more attacking license. Um, so he's a player that he was that 4 million player that if you had him at the right times last season, he was the enabler that was bringing in returns. Did Was it that game? Did he score two goals in a game last season? No, he scored a goal and an assist. That's right. He That's got right. a huge haul. Yeah, it was a yeah. goal and assist. So he, he showed what he's capable of. And from what I've seen and read in their preseason games Vieira set them up so he's given Mitchell that attacking license um um to to run out from defense and push high so be that extra attacker so he's the one that you would be picking but I can't really endorse a Crystal Palace pick to start the season because their runner fixtures are are so tough early on in their first four or five games. They're facing um, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. Um, I think West Ham's in there, but that's an away game for them, so that'll be tough. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't back them at this stage. There'll be a run where maybe you could have someone in your team. Um, the other guy I've got my eye on is is um, James McArthur in in midfield. He's mm-hmm. he's potentially got some attacking threat. Um, from that right-hand, deeper midfield role. But I don't think Crystal Palace uh, are going to be an attacking force again. So he's not likely to get many goals and assists, but I think he'll do a lot better than last season. He's, he's He's got some pedigree in the Premier League, but he's not well known as an attacking type player. But as a 4.5 bench player, he's a good one to have coming off the bench that might get you an assist. So that's um that's a couple of interesting picks to, to think about.
1: And I think um, now, we, now we get into the lower lower teams that we feel like are going to be close to relegation, if not relegated, we kind of put a warning over picking these guys. Yeah. You know, like, it's so tough to pick the players for, 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 Maver- for the top players, never mind the Mavericks, but it's, yeah, this could health the... warning
0: exactly right but these guys are the picks that if you do get them at the right time no one else will have them so they'll be the ones that'll that'll help you get that rise when you need it so it it is about timing and perhaps in our weekly pods we'll help um we'll help anyone pick that right time because you and i'll be that's what we're looking for every week so we'll get it right as a pre-season pod though it's a good way to Identify who those players are early, so at least you can throw them on your watch list. And when the fixtures turn, that's when you start considering um, to bring them in if they're if they're showing some form. Cool, mate. So finishing seventeenth, we have Watford. So we're both thinking they'll be safe.
1: Just the Hornets, just with their experience in the squad, I think they'll be safe.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Good call.
1: Good call. Um, who's your Who's your pick? I think this guy should be both our picks because he's the only player in this squad that I'm would have in my team. And I know he's probably been spoken about before. Um, um so Okay. Yeah. That that You're probably he's Yeah, I'm gonna be greedy and go Gosar. He's actually yeah. in my squad to start off with. Okay.
0: They've got a good good set of fixtures to start, so I think he's a great pick.
1: Mm. And for that Tell reason us why. he's in. I think we've seen he scored a few goals before they went down a couple of years ago Um, and by all accounts if you listen and watch um, Ben Foster on YouTube which if you've got a bit of spare time it's actually a really entertaining watch so shout out to Ben Foster there. Um, He's by far their best player. If Mm -hmm. he's not gone by January because I know Liverpool are looking at him he's got loads of potential he's quick he can score goals he'll assist and at six point zero, he's yeah, kind of an enabler. Great,
0: great price point
1: for for a, a central
0: attacking player um, who play every minute of every game for Watford. He'll, if Saar doesn't have a big season, they'll go down. So they're relying on him to to be their talisman.
1: He should be in your thoughts. I think at six.
0: Yeah, I I, I just for some reason I've got something against Watford. I don't. I just never trust them. Um, um it's it's a tough one for me i i haven't seriously considered sar um but their fixtures are just incredible to start the season aston villa brighton wolves norwich newcastle in their first six games so it's the right time of the season to start with them so i've i haven't got sar and i have never never thought about putting him in but i mean you've kind of made me rethink that but um, the The interesting pick i've gone for and and he's one that is a cheap enabler in the front line, and that is um their captain troy Deeney. so he he's the one i think has well he's got we know he's got pedigree in the premier League um, he's uh, he's a player that that can perform in these early games and he's only five point five mil so if you want to upgrade or or spend a bit extra funds in, in um, your other forwards or, or attacking slots, then this is the guy that can enable you to do that. Because I know in these uh, early games, he'll get a couple of goals. And if he starts off with some confidence, he could be the man that that is that cut price um, cut price type player that will convert the goals. So I think potentially Saar might get more assists, but Deany will be the ones on the end of them scoring the goals. The only concern I do have is Deeney's injury history and the fact that in the friggin, um list of players for Watford, they've got 10 strikers, 10 forwards listed. So what's going on there? I mean, yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> they've got 10 players listed. Um, and I know they signed Josh King uh, in, in this transfer window. And the reason why he, he signed with them is from the quotes is that saying, uh he wanted to get more game time. So that indicates he signed with them to because he's got some assurance of starts. So it could be Josh King and Troy Deeney starting for them. So uh yeah. it it's 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 an interesting one. They might set themselves up to be slightly more attacking. And I know their record last season in the championship was they were incredible defensively at home, but when they when they're away from home, they struggled. So I think they'll probably get battered away from home but defensively perhaps you can trust them a bit more at home and that's why i'm looking at the um uh, at backman foster as my keeper double up
1: wow. so
0: yeah it, it's it's i've never looked at watford closely because i just don't trust them but the fact that they've got some really good home games to start the season um, everyone's looking at kind of like the Sanchez or, or perhaps some of those keepers in the five million bracket, but not many people are looking at this Backman guy in goal. So I think he was a pick, and if you pick him with Foster as a four million backup, you're only spending eight point five on on your keepers, and you're getting Aston Villa, Wolves, Newcastle are the home games, which are pretty good, but then they've mm-hmm. also got Norwich and Brighton, who potentially you know they can. They're kind of that team where they'll they'll look to get points off and and compete with. So mm-hmm. to start the season, that could be the goalkeeper combo that you go with that sets you up for the first kind of six, seven, eight game weeks uh, before you kind of consider when you want to use your first wild card. So those are the things I've been thinking about with Watford. But I think you're right on Saar. He's their main man, and if he has a big season, he could he could get up there. You know, like the eight goals. Um, 12 to 14 assists. That that would be a, a really good season from him. And for six mil, that's good bang for your buck.
1: Fair point, mate. I, lo- I love it. Moving on to uh, 18th. So these guys are relegated. You think so? Yeah. I'd With just... Danny Ings gone? Danny Ings. Danny Zings. Yeah. Clinical striker. That's mm. them done for me already. Yeah. Writing them off.
0: Is is it because do you think defensively they they'll they'll struggle or is it the fact that they just don't have enough goals in them? So will it be a, a defensive problem or an attacking problem, or is it or is it both
1: for them? because uh,
0: they've been in the Premier well, League for a long time now.
1: They have, and to be fair, looking at the defensive lineup, you've got Bednarek and Vestergaard who are two decent centre backs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're starting back four with Walker-Peters. Uh, they brought in that new bit... guy.
0: Um, Romain Re- Per, per- oh, I can't Perrier. say his name. So name. Yeah, Perot. That's him. That's him. Yeah, I, I, I read about that signing the other day. He looked like a decent player.
1: But there's no depth there. If, if mm. anyone gets injured, then if Bednarek or Vestergaard get injured, for me, the quality yep. off the bench is not great. So for another reason, then I'm not okay. that strong. We,
0: we have put them in 18th. I, I still have. I just think they're that type of team that'll cause problems, and you know they're, they're the type of team that'll get battered. What did Leicester beat them seven one or something? Mm. Um, but then they 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 just seem to find a way always to to hang in there. I, I think they might have enough, but we shall see. I'm I'm happy to keep them in 18th, and if they surprise us, then so
1: be it. Who's uh? Well, who's your is this is. Is this the part of the pod where we have my wager? Benny's wager? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well I'm 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 backing them to be safe. I'm
1: backing them. You're thinking them to go they're, down.
0: they're going down? Okay. Let's go, do a wager.
1: Gone. Yeah, done. stone and wood.
0: Another case of Stone and
1: Wood? That's it, mate. So that's Werner, 180 points or not. And yeah. Southampton down or not.
0: Okay, I'll back Southampton safe.
1: Boom. Virtual shake. Done. There you go. Good bet. On to the Maverick. Who have you got? Gineppo. Yeah, nice. Out there. We're we're, we're, we're licking the the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Giannepo is an exciting player. I think he's one of them players that, and again, this is probably a, a theme for me. If he finds that, um, consistency actually delivering when he gets on the pitch because he comes on a sub, he's yeah. exciting, he's explosive. If he starts coming together, he'll get assists and he'll get a start. Mm. Um so I, I again I, I wouldn't pick him um realistically. I don't think any of these players I'm gonna pick. Yeah.
0: I think you're right, Giannepo is is potentially like more of an impact type of player that will come off the bench. I I, I agree he he won't start. Um, do you want me to, to give give everyone the, the pick to go with? And he, yeah. he's currently in my team.
1: Yeah. All right. Go on then. Wow. That's out there. Yeah.
0: I've got I'm Nathan different. Teller. Nathan Teller, 5.0 midfielder. Um, with Danny Ings leaving the squad, um, opens up a place up front. And this guy is going to be starting up front for them. So he's going to be the one that, that gets that opportunity next to Jay Adams. So, at 5 million, you've got a, a midfielder who's playing out of position as a striker. So, he's the kind of guy I've been toying with in my lineup um, as a 5 million midfielder, kind of like what, what Suchek offered last year. So, he's that kind of 5 million guy that you could just have ticking along that, that is a goal scoring type of player at 5 mil. It's, it's, you don't find too many of them in that price point. So he's a really sneaky pick that not many people are looking at and he's only in 0.2% of teams I just quickly checked then um but he's already scored a couple of goals in pre-season I've had my eye on him and I hope not too many people pick him because he is one of my key differentials my only concern is they do have a a couple of tough fixtures so they've got Everton and Manchester United to kick things off but in week 3 um we're looking at um newcastle and west ham um i think southampton have a really tough run but what i'm looking to do benny and this is a little bit around strategy and you know like i'm a long term type of planner guy so i'm looking to set a team up for um you know around probably around eight game weeks and then from then on, I'll be looking at the likes of this Teller guy. So I'll have a good look. And if he scores a couple of, go- couple of goals early, I'll look to bring him in on probably a wild card um, when, I bring, when I make that happen. Because from around about week eight, they've got Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Norwich, Villa. So that's that period where I want to jump on a couple of these differentials. And I think Teller could be in my thinking then if he's not in my squad in game week one.
1: Teller the fella. You've heard it here, <laughs> folks. There you go. Get him in.
0: Finishing 19th. The Battlers, Brentford. We both think they're going to struggle, do we?
1: I thought this was... I, I, for some reason, there's just something in me that I wasn't I wasn't happy that they were in the bottom three. But, yeah, I just think they're a really well-ran club. I've done a lot of research into um, the owners in, in Matthew Benham, who... Studied at Oxford, um, built up a really interesting um, career in in gambling and, and statistics. So you you guys would probably be great to have a chat and you probably get along. Um, he also tried his version of Moneyball, which actually isn't something that he likes to call Moneyball because he thinks his version's better in finding gems and, and unproven diamonds in lower leagues and out, out the back end of um, the footballing landscape and then bringing them into his setup and putting them in the B team. So something interesting for our listeners that they may not know about Brentford is they actually don't have an academy and they only have a B team. And they kind of find these players and bring them through and then sell them off once they're in the first team. So the examples of that are Ollie Watkins, who they got a big fee from Aston Villa, um, Saeed Rama. Um, are the two notable alumni of Brentford system. Um, so you know, I think they they also, Matthew Benham also owns or has a stake in Majitland, who just knocked out, um, I think it was Celtic in the Champions League qualifiers. So these guys have probably have really good underlying stats and algorithms in all of their play. I'm watching them last season and the bits and bats that I saw. And um, brings me to our first Maverick pick. Who? Can you guess it, Luke? Your Maverick. Yeah. If you if you're looking at it through my, my goggles, who do you reckon?
0: Is it Ivan Tony? Nope. The main man? It isn't him. Well the only it's other imbu- bloke.
1: Mbueno? Mbuemo? Yeah, imbu- Mbuemo. He was my
0: one. I thought there's no chance you'd be picking him. He was my shrewd pick.
1: You underrate me so much, mate.
0: I I didn't think you were this in sync with with um, statistics, and you have put some research in because he's a great player.
1: Yeah, well, the believe French, it or not, it, I, look, my my picks are Maverick and my styles Maverick, but I still do my research, mate. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, I have Talk a second. Me. Do you have a second? Do you want to do him or me?
0: Well, my second is don't pick someone from Brentford unless their name is Ivan Tony or Brian Mbuema. As simple yeah. as that. There's no other players that are going to to rip up a, a fantasy template and offer value in this squad because um, I don't think their defence can be trusted. They're an attacking-minded team. They're set up to win games 3-1, three, 3-2. Three, 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 so they're looking to score more and um, and and not particularly set up well to hold teams out. I think they they're, they'll be... An exciting team to watch in the Premier League but um, defensively I can't trust them um, and in midfield Mbwemo is the the standout um, I think he is one that will be supplying the creativity uh, but but still I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in that price bracket I'm, I'm not likely to to go with him I don't know I've kind of got my sights set on that likes of, of Teller or even um, giving the Arsenal bloke a run Emile Smith Rowe at 5.5 but mm. Brentford, that's that's it. They're a differential pick. Uh, have, have you looked at Ivan Tony much? Is he someone you've been considering in that 6.5 tri- striker slot?
1: Yeah, I feel like everyone's jumping on him and I feel they think he's going to do an Ollie Watkins. I think he's got the raw <laughs> ability and the raw talent. I know he's one of the best penalty takers we've seen for a while in the championship. So he's going to be yeah. on them. But yeah, I'm... I'm going to sit and wait and see what he does.
0: Yeah, good call. I'm, I, I can't
1: trust him either.
0: The, the only thing is that if we don't jump on these guys early and they have a good start, their value is going to rise quickly. So, in in their first um, five game, five or six games, they've got Wolves, Brighton, Villa, um, and Crystal Palace. So you've got good fixtures to start. So if they are going to do some damage, we could be missing out if we're if we're not jumping on them early. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, mate. I'm sceptical. I think Tony was just unbelievable in what he did in the Championship last year. But I just can't see him scoring that many goals uh, because Brentford were, were the dominant teams in most of those games. That's not going to play out for them in the Premiership.
1: Totally off topic here. Um, yeah. One of the owners of um, Magitland, which is obviously part of the Matthew Bennon's group, um, mm. has an amazing TED Talk. On something called shot differential, which I really recommend listening to, and yeah, off the top of my head, if there's anyone else in this team that could offer any value, it'd probably be Jensen because he takes he takes set pieces. Okay, um, it's, that's and a good, in that good line. So yeah, other than that, mate, I don't think I don't think we don't think touch Brentford until we know what they're about
0: yeah i'm I'm with you on that that That's my policy at the moment and and kind of that's kind of the theme that I think is going to play out with with norwich who we've who we've tipped to be um finished dead last and and it's It's tough for them because they don't invest a lot of money in their squad, so they've got a squad that will compete in the championship, but it's really tough for them to compete in the Premiership because they haven't made any any big new signings and they've lost their most um influential and creative player when when Dio moved over to, to Villa. So how can they compete and stay up? Is is there any hope for them, Benny?
1: Well not really, mate. And I think um their only shining star was probably Cantwell, who sounds like he could be linked with a move um, yeah. to Villa.
0: There's, there's there's some rumors surrounding him. I um is
1: it he's not your differential, is he? No, because I think he's not going to be there. Okay. Um, my my differential, and this is probably one of the, the the only differentials that I I couldn't. This is the hardest team to pick for, and I don't think a Norwich Norwich player will actually ever touch my team. But here yeah. goes. Was um Aaron's? Ah, oh, yeah, the defender, mm-hmm. Max Aaron's, Max Aaron's. He's a good player. Right. Like he, he's but- actually
0: a really fun player to watch. Attacking defender.
1: We'll get crosses in. We'll try and supply his pooky early doors. We'll play into the likes of Cantwell if he's still there. I mean, Norwich are going to get many clean sheets, so yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say about him. Just a nice yeah. place to watch and excitable. How well, about you?
0: It's it's not a you know that's that's the pick of them if if they do show any form of defensive solid solidarity and they've they've got a run of games where that it's kind of like they must win to save their season that's when you'd potentially bring in someone like Max Aarons I I did it that season with him um they had in the Premier League and I actually got one of his assists um so that was good I bagged some points off him when I needed to that that um couple of seasons ago when they're up in the prems but realistically they're likely to get battered in a lot of games so the only time you get on um is is when their fixtures swing. It's around about game week five or six. Um, and 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 that's when you'd maybe jump on, the, on Pookie. So I think some people will be thinking, okay, let's start with Ivan Tony at 6.5. And then when Tony's fixtures swing, you can bring in Pookie in around about five, six or seven because they've got... Watford, Burnley, Brighton, Brentford, Southampton, Wolves, Newcastle. There's a really nice run for Norwich there. So, if they're going to survive in the Premier League, they're going to have to get um, pull four or five wins out of their arse the, on that run there. And Poogie's going to be the man scoring the goals for him. So, if he's in form, that's when you jump on them. Um, my pick is, is an enabler, and it's Billy Gilmore. Um, he's had a, had a run of games, he's, he's only a young star. Um and and he's played I think he was was he ever in he, he did some damage for Scotland in the Euros he looked really good so Chelsea yeah is. and and he started um he start been starting preseason for them and and already picked up a couple of assists in preseason so he's definitely on my radar as an attacking minded four point five midfielder so he he's one of those guys that you'd probably just throw on your bench um, at four point five mil. He's likely to start. There's opportunities to fill that creative outlet for Norwich, and you're not going to get many attacking-minded midfielders in that price range, but realistically, you're not going to throw him in in your starting 11.
1: No. Fair play, mate. Well, that wrap, wraps us up. So, um, it does. Going through the, the table again. So we had Everton in 11th, Brighton in 12th, Wolves 13th, Newcastle 14th, Burnley 15th, Crystal Palace 16th, Watford 17th, 18th with Benny's bet and then Brentford 19th and the lowly Norwich we agreed to be dead last. So well Go done, mate.
0: It was a long couple of podcasts we've done getting through all the all the teams and the differentials that are available. However, um, week to week, we'll, we'll pick out those best differentials and the right time to jump on them uh, as your Maverick pick. Looking forward to it, Benny. Excited.
1: Big season.